Welcome to the first episode of the Seeking Truth podcast. I'm so excited and I hope that by running with this that I'm going to be able to share with you guys some special things that I've learned in my life and share things that other people have learned that have really impacted me or that I feel is really important to know as well. So welcome and what a fitting topic to talk about in our first podcast episode together, which is all about trusting God. So trusting God for me is all about when he tells you to do something or to not do something and you don't understand, but you trust that he has your best intentions at heart and you follow through with that. Or can also be when you're going through really difficult times and you don't understand why, but you're trusting God for a breakthrough. You're trusting God to bring you out of that situation. That's what we're talking about today. So what do we do? What do we do when we aren't seeing those promises of God? What do we do when we feel lost, uncertain with the direction our lives are taking? We're uncertain about why God wants us to do things or doesn't want us to do things. We just don't understand. I think for me, that is the core underpinning of trusting God is that if we understood why he wanted us to do something, we wouldn't have to trust him. Uh, it's because we're not understanding. We're not understanding why we're in this situation. We're not understanding why he wants us to do those things. And that is where the trust comes in. You know, he still gives us free will and we can still make those choices. And that's why we have to trust. It's like it's like the child and the adult. And the child's like, but mommy, I want to do this. And the adult says, no, you have to, you can't do that. And the child's like, but Why? And the adult just says, you just have to trust me that it's not it's not good for you. And the child can still choose to disobey. But if that child has trust in that what the adult is saying is truth, then they're going to follow through on what the request is of the adult. And later on, they're going to gain that wisdom of why that was the, the right choice or the safer choice. Maybe both choices have positive consequences, but there's one that's better suited, that has better consequences later down the track, you know, that we, we have no knowledge of or we have no ability of foresight to see that far. But the adult having a lot more wisdom than us knows and that's exactly how I see us and our relationship with God is that he is the he's like the adult and we are like the child and we need that firm foundation of I trust you and I trust that what you say is true and I trust that you're not telling me this because you want to be mean to me or deny me things but you're telling me this because you actually do want to the best for me and so by telling me to do or not do something there's a reason behind that you know you wouldn't just tell me that for no reason and so that can be really hard <laughs> because you know we are now adults ourselves and we have ourselves grown so much wisdom and being then told you can't make that choice or you're not allowed to make that choice or you can make that choice but there's going to be consequences and you're like but I still want it you know, like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that I'm not allowed that. It doesn't make sense that you want me to do that because I don't want to do that. You know, Th that's where the trust comes in because we can be really stubborn sometimes. We're humans. We think we know everything, but we don't. 
And we think we know everything because we're made in God's image who does know everything. <laughs> and wisdom is, it's in our nature that we seek wisdom. But we also have to trust because we also have to recognize that we don't know everything. We aren't all knowing. We aren't all seeing. So let's, I think a great place to start this conversation really is that sometimes the direction that God wants to take your life is often not the direction that you would choose for yourself. And that can be the first conflict of trusting God. So a great example of this in my own life is that I went to uni after graduating high school. I thought I was going to be a doctor. I studied all the subjects in high school to get into medicine. I worked really hard to get the school like Leavers score and that's called different things in different states, but studied really hard to get that score. Got into a medical science degree, was studying that for two years at uni and the first year I had a great time. I really enjoyed what I was studying. You know, I felt really passionate and excited about what I was studying. But the second year, I just had such a, I don't know whether it was a spiritual battle with the devil or a spiritual battle against God's will for my life. But either way, I was in a very unhappy place. And I knew this career choice was no longer sustainable for me. And so I, I knew I had to get out. For my own sanctity, for my own well-being, I had to get out of this degree. And that was really difficult because the past, at this stage, four, five years of my life had been working towards this point. And I had no sense of purpose or identity outside of that. And I wasn't a Christian at this point. I had I had no God to fall back onto. All I had were the pressure of my family saying, do it, don't give up, you know, um, and then the pressure of my own mind saying, I can't, you know, and that I'm unhappy in doing this. And it was at that point that I had to take a really big risk and I gave it up and spontaneously, very spontaneously picked a different degree that I had no intention originally of studying at all. And in fact, the only reason that I picked it was that I had chosen one of um, an elective subject in my first year (laughs) under this curriculum and had enjoyed it so much that that was the sole motivator behind choosing this as my degree that I would switch into. Um, So I ended up leaving the medical science degree and studying psychology. I became healthy again. Mentally and physically, I became a lot healthier and happier, and there was a definite shift. And even though looking back now, even though God was not a part of my life then, I know that me choosing to study that degree was not an accident. Um, and I had that gut feeling, and my whole family was like, "Don't study that. You know, you're crazy. Why are you studying that?" No one else encouraged me to study that. It was purely. A choice made, like I said, of the fact I had done a psychology elective (laughs) and loved it enough that I wanted to then study it as a degree because I had no other options on my plate. I had no other idea of where I wanted to go. Yeah, crazy. And I can really see how God was nudging me even back then without me even knowing him that Emma, just go down this path and it will be okay, you know? And so I trusted. I trusted my gut. 
I did what I knew felt right, even though it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to throw away. I only had one year left of my medical science degree. It didn't make sense to give it all up. It didn't make sense to throw away five years of hard work. But I knew in my heart that that was the right thing to do. And I'm so happy. And so after finishing my psych degree, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with psychology in Australia, but you actually have to do a bachelor honors and masters to be a registered psychologist. And so I was doing the bachelor um, and again, having that battle of, I really want to be a psychologist, but just didn't, I didn't feel safe. It didn't feel like a safe decision. Um, and so I was really lost at like what to do then. Like now I'm going to have a degree that I'm not even going to use. Like, what am I doing? Uh, but I still felt that it was the right thing. I still like hundred percent my whole life. I've been passionate about the health field, um, even from a young age. And so I still obviously wanted to work in a health field somehow, you know, looked into nursing, looked into paramedics, wasn't sure at all what I wanted to do. I kind of stumbled across OT, uh, which is occupational therapy. Uh, my brother had had OT as a child, very young, just for like handwriting concerns, basically. But as I did more issue, uh, more research into what OTs do, work with people across the whole lifespan, you have troubles in your everyday life doing something, we can help. Great you know, we're there. And so I really loved the idea that I could study one thing and help anyone. (laughs) And so again, it just felt right. Like, you know, again, I didn't know God and I just picked the one that felt the most right. You know, again, it didn't make sense to complete a bachelor degree in psychology and then completely switch fields yet again into a third degree. But guess what? I did. (laughs) And here I am today as an occupational therapist. Um, and that whole journey, looking back on it, even though I didn't correlate any of those decisions with God, I can a hundred percent guarantee and tell you right now that those decisions were inspired from God. And those nudges that I felt to study those degrees were from him and not from myself because, oh man, I would not have chosen like those things for myself I would have dropped out of uni and just worked full-time like (laughs) I wouldn't have gone back and the mix of degrees that I have now helps me so much so much in what I do so even though back then I couldn't see the big picture I can totally see the big picture now and trusting that gut instinct in those moments was vital to me being where I am today And it just, it reminds me so much that we can think through something, the pros and cons of something to the cows come home. But at the end of the day, you have to choose what you feel is the right decision. And more often than not, and this is something I have learned a lot, God's choice often defies logic. It doesn't make sense why that would be the better option. But we still feel called to that option. And we know that can't be from us because our logical brain is saying, what are you doing? Don't choose that one. Choose the other option. But when you feel called to a certain option that you wouldn't pick for yourself, that is God. And you have to run with that. And you have to trust that there is a reason he is not picking the one you would pick. You do not know what is happening later down the track. So I'm actually originally from from Brisbane 
in Australia. And when I was coming towards the end of my degrees, with plural, (laughs) when I was coming to the end of my degrees, I was at that point of like, okay, I'm going to be applying for jobs. Where? Where do I apply for jobs? Do I stay in Brisbane? Do I move? Do I go overseas? I was very close to applying for a visa to live and work in the UK for two years. Like to the point that I was I was in the UK uh, three months before I got this job that I'm working at now. And I've been working at for nearly two years. Like I was in the UK walking around and thinking to myself, man, I would love to move here and work here. And, oh man, God just set me straight. <laughs> he is like, no, you were going back home. You're going to apply for a job back home. And I was like, really? This is something I've been wanting to do for years. Like literally years of wanting to move to the UK, wanting to move to England and, you know, live and work there. And then when I was actually in the UK, I was like, no, 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 Scotland. Like this is, this is where it's at. I love Scotland. I love Edinburgh. And... I was so like, oh, I had researched it for probably six months, seriously six months um, before the end of my degree. And I remember talking to other other um, people within my cohort about, you know, moving to the UK, blah, blah, anyway. And so when I was over there and I, it, ugh, like I felt so happy and I felt at peace and I was like, this is God. And then, you know, one, I just remember so clearly one night doing my like Bible studies and it's like, I can't even remember the verse he gave me, but it basically was like, go back home, like <laughs> go home, look after your land, <laughs> do not move out of the city until you're called to. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and I just had to trust. I had to trust that there was a reason that he didn't want me to move to the UK um, so I went back to Brisbane and uh, when I was in Brisbane, I was applying for jobs and I couldn't find any jobs. And I was like, I don't understand. Do you want me to move back to Brisbane? Like, no, I can't find any jobs. And it wasn't even, this is the crazy part. It wasn't even a thought from God. It was a suggestion from someone else. Emma, start looking outside of Brisbane. And I was like, I, don't, I really don't want to. Like, I've only just started to like Brisbane properly because <laughs> I've lived here my whole life and kind of taken it for granted. In the last few years of my, because um, I was in my early 20s now, I was able to go out more and uh, really appreciated it a lot more. So I was like, oh, I don't want to move. Like, I've only just started to like, like this place that I've been living my whole life. But, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. And started applying for quite a few different jobs. And I remember getting a call from, one place I was in Sydney and I like literally two or three months before I had said I am never moving to Sydney these were the words out of my mouth across my heart I will never move to Sydney I will never live in Sydney <laughs> and I remember having this interview and it just felt so right and I remember even writing in my notebook that I had been like writing notes in during the interview like writing a little happy face at the end of this interview because I had felt so good about it and sure enough I got the job offer they wanted me to start in two weeks I thought about it for half a week and then I said yes so I moved to Sydney (laughs) from Brisbane within the space of a week and a half and I just trusted I just it just felt right it felt so right and I just had no doubt in my mind at all that this was exactly where God wanted me to be that this was exactly what I was meant to be taking And he was so faithful. He blessed me so much. And none of it would have happened if I hadn't trusted God. I think one of the hardest moments to trust God, though, is in the tough moments where it's easy to trust God when you're like, okay, we're going like an uphill part here. I need to choose like what leg of the race I'm going to run. I need to choose my, you know, what running shoes I'm going to wear, basically, as I'm going up this hill now. You know, how am I going to get to the top of the hill? 
it's in the valleys when you feel like everything is gone that you're lost there's no purpose there's no reason behind what you're doing why you're doing it it's in those moments that it can be really hard to trust god and it may not be that god has put you in that situation but you really have to trust god to push through that situation and continue walking and not give up and a verse that i always think of when i think of this is 2 corinthians 12 verse 7 to 10 to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations there was given me a thorn in my flesh a messenger of satan to torment me i love that that this is paul speaking and you know he talks about getting surpassingly great revelations and because of these amazing revelations that he'd gotten satan started attacking him satan uh, you know sent a messenger it says to torment him and i can just picture this little voice in his head saying like you're not good enough you're not worthy enough you know you are you're lying to people you're pretending you're gonna die in this jail you know this tormentor literally speaking to him day in and day out and it says three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me and that is why for christ's sake i delight in weaknesses in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He prayed three times to God to take that tormentor away. And God said no. Because when you are at the lows, that's when you lean into me for strength. That is when my power can work in its fullness for you. Because if you're strong... You don't need me. You don't come to me. You don't lean on me. But when you're weak and you have no one else to turn to, no one else to lean on, no one else to lift you up, then you come to me and you lean into my strength. You you just dig into God. You have to dig into God because you have nothing else to lean on. When you know your life's going all over the place, nothing's going right, it's in those times that you depend on God so much and that relationship you have with God is so much deeper than it is during those times when everything's going perfect because when everything's going perfect we don't need him I don't need you today God I can do it all myself life's going sweet thanks thanks for thanks for being there checking in hey God everything's going great thanks when life is going bad when life is struggles when life is hardships when life is confusion you dig You dig deep into that well and say, God, I don't understand. I do not understand. And I need you because I cannot do this by myself. And it's in those moments that we really have to trust God to bring us out, to push through. Because there could be a reason why we are walking through that at that time. There could be a a message we are going to learn and take away from that experience and that sharing that message to people around us is going to encourage them to walk through those same times when they could not have done that without you sharing that nugget of truth with them or maybe god is trying to teach you how to depend on him 
to ground you again and remind you that everything in life can be given to you and everything in life can be taken away from you. And the only consistent thing we have is God. And we can forget that, especially if you live in a uh, a very lucky first world country where privilege and things are given to you from birth and certain quality of life is expected. And when that quality of life is slightly less than what we expect, we get really frustrated. And sometimes we need that reminder that, hey, you actually still have it really good. Uh, and it's your perspective on what's happening right now. And it's your perspective on what is in your life right now that is putting you in this mood. Because you still have me. You still have me. And my strength will still always be enough for you and still always lift you up and encourage you. And you don't need that other stuff to make you happy. Why are you depending on that other stuff to make you happy? And you have to really, really dig into God and trust him so much that what is happening to you, even if it was not from him, will be used for good. He will make a good purpose come out of it. You will encourage someone. You will uplift someone. You will become stronger and overcome something yourself. You'll become confident in your abilities to overcome challenges, to push through and persevere. That would never have happened. And that insight to yourself would never have happened if you didn't walk through that valley. So, so far we've talked about two ways that we have to trust God. The first is trusting God and the direction he wants to take your life. Um, And often that is not a direction that you would choose for yourself. And we've also talked about trusting God through those tough moments. So we're going to now talk about why we find it hard to trust God. Why? Why do we find it hard to trust God? We know God is all seeing. We know God is all knowing. And yet most of the time when he tells us to do or not do something, we question him. Why Why should I do that? Why is that the best option? Uh, and I find that it comes down to three things that make it hard for us to trust God. The first is difficulty seeing why that is the best path to take. So like I was saying before with logic, uh, sometimes we can plan out the pros and cons of each choice. We can say this logically seems like the best choice, but still feel called or still feel God is asking us to, to make the other choice or take that other option. And we have difficulty seeing why, because logically it doesn't make sense to pick that option and that can make it really hard and that's when we can often struggle with our free will of like oh yeah but you know I know that's what you want God but it just doesn't make sense I'm still going to choose this one and while that option may work out great and it may work out fine and there's no issues there's no negative consequences of that choice that failure to trust God about why he might be wanting to take you down that other path is something really powerful Because there has to be a reason for why he would want you to choose the less logical option. You know, he's not like I was saying before with the child adult analogy. He's not asking you to do something to hurt you or to annoy you. He is asking you to do something because he wants you to have the best life and he wants you to be safe. And perhaps there's something down that other option that, you're going to miss out on something great that could happen the other way. Maybe that path leads to a negative consequence down the track. Like we just don't know. And it's really, really important in those times that I find for me, that is a great measure of when it is 
myself versus God speaking, uh, which can be really hard to discern sometimes. But I always know it's God when it's something I would not choose for myself and it doesn't make sense. Another way I find that we find it hard to trust God and what he wants to do in his will is when it's sacrificing our own wants and our own desires. So a great example is I find it really hard when he tells me no to something. I find it really easy to follow his will when he says, do this. I find it really hard when he says, don't do that and denies me something. And I know in my heart and even I know in my head, he is not denying me because he doesn't want me to be happy. He's denying me because that is something that's not good for me. You know, it's like dog wanting chocolate. Dog really wants the chocolate, really, really wants the chocolate. You're denying them the chocolate, not because you want to be mean and cruel and nasty, but because you know the chocolate is going to kill the dog. And sure, it's going to taste good. Still not great for you. I'm sorry. Like, and that I just th- I remind myself of that every time God's like no to something. I just have to trust that there has to be a reason why. And I find it most difficult when. He's saying no to something that to me appears like a good choice. Like, why? Why can I not take this? Why? There's no other options to pick. You know, why can I not say yes to this one? You know, and I just have to trust that. That's because my option, the option that he wants for me hasn't arrived yet. You know, that's when it's more difficult as well. If I'm presented with both options at the same time, I'm sure I would be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like I can see, you know, but it's trusting him when... At this point in your life, only one option has been presented or one option at a time is being presented and he's saying no. And you're like, why? I just I don't understand. I don't understand. But I have to trust, even though it feels it feels against my own wishes and my own desires, because it looks like what I've been praying for has finally come. But if you're saying no, you're saying this is not it, then I have to trust. I have to trust. And it's you know, sacrificing your own wants and desires and putting God's wants and desires above your own because you know it's not it's not because it's mean and nasty and he wants to be cruel to you. It's it's because he wants the best for you and sometimes what you want is not the best thing for you and you can't recognize that at the time. You can't recognize how that choice will trickle and create ripples down further in your life but he can and so he's trying to lovingly say no don't do this don't have that thing and the third way that we find it hard to trust god is when we're unable to see how the path will turn out so when we're presented with options maybe one option maybe multiple options and he says to do or not do that we find it really really difficult when we can't see how that path will turn out how that path will end up being positive, how that path will take us to where we feel called to be. You're like, God, like, I don't, that feels like I'm going to turn a 180 and start heading in the other direction. What are you doing? You know, Um, or like, oh, this path feels like it goes nowhere. What do you, what? I don't understand, you know, and that's when we trust and that's when we just start walking. You know, we start walking down that path. God, there has to be a reason that you've told me this is the path to take. And sometimes that path is the path we are already on. Sometimes you see all of these side paths appear and we're like, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this one, God? And he's like, "Mm, nope, 
no, keep on walking, keep walking. And you're like, oh, I don't understand. I don't understand why all these great options are coming up and you're telling me no and you're telling me to keep walk on this path and nothing is happening. I'm just walking and my life has been the same for three years now, God. Three years. And you promised me a pay rise and you promised me a husband and you promised me children and you promised me that new job. And none of it has happened yet. And I'm still walking and it's three years later and all of these options have been presented and you're telling me no. And he's like, just keep trusting. Just keep walking. That's when it's really hard. Really, really, really hard to dig in to that faith and knowledge that he would never ask us to do something that is not what is in our best interests. And that is what it comes down to. He doesn't want to be cruel he doesn't want to deny us out of spite he wants the best for us and sometimes that means denying us the little things and we don't think they're little things at the time we think they're the big things but he is denying us what is the little things that pop up in our life and says no no keep walking your treasure is at the end of this path that you are on and i am growing you and shaping you and molding you into who you are going to be when you reach the end of that path and you never would have had the time to go through that growth or change if you had not continued walking on this path yes this path is long yes this path is the longest path out of all of them and yes you could have had a job three kids and and you know a nice house by now yes you could have moved countries yes you could have gotten that promotion by now but you wouldn't be the person that I called you to be you wouldn't be the wise knowledgeable person that I've called you to be at the end of this path that you wouldn't have gone through the same experiences you wouldn't have gone through the same depth of growing that you would have if you stayed on this path walking with me and so to recap this has been a very intense uh first podcast so trusting God what do we do when we aren't seeing the promises? What do we do when we feel lost or uncertain? We trust because often the direction God wants to take our lives is not the direction we would choose for ourselves. We trust him in those tough moments because we know that his strength is enough for us, that we can push through, through him, through his strength, that we trust him to bring us out of that situation. We trust him to be teaching us something in that situation that we wouldn't have learned elsewise and we recognize the times that we are doubting god or that we're finding it hard to trust god either because we're sacrificing what we want or we're having trouble seeing why that's the best path or where that path leads Um, and recognizing those thoughts in ourselves so that we can address them and pray about them to help us trust god and so i want to end encouragingly to all of you that The thing that you've been thinking about this whole podcast, trust. You already know what to do. And you've been questioning it for a long time, but you already know. 